This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. And that's right, you're listening to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Aged Action Group show here on 3CR 855am. My name's Shane. I have a treat for you today if you're a fan of Fiona or Fiona's because we have double the usual quantity of Fiona on today's show. We have two Fiona's right here in the studio with me. Uh, Fiona York, my regular co-host. How are you doing today, Fiona? I'm good. How are you, Shane? Good, thank you. I have another Fiona. I didn't check before we started recording if Fiona was okay with her surname being broadcast, so we'll just say other Fiona. How are you, other Fiona? I'm quite good, Fiona 2.0. Fiona 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, why are we here? <laughs> why are we here, Fiona 1.0? Uh, yeah, my 1.0. Okay. So, we're here because we've asked Fiona to come in to talk a little bit about HAG's early intervention approach to raising awareness of older people's housing issues. And we have a whole bunch of events for Seniors Week, which I mentioned in the last episode, keen listeners will recall. But we thought we'd get her in to get some more detail about exactly what those things are and why we do it. So, Fiona... Maybe we could start by asking you um, what you do at HAG. Um, so I do a bit of everything. Um, so part of it is, I guess, direct client work. So supporting individual people who um, need to support to access um, long-term housing and also who might need um, aged care services of some kind. So that's in the CareFinder team, which is I'm, I'm new to. Um, and then also part of that is the early intervention work that you mentioned. So that's similar to community education. So going out to different places and talking with people about the risks of housing um, stress or homelessness and then linking, showing people how to link in with services. So people who might not recognise that they're at risk or that they know someone at risk know what to do um, before they hit a crisis. Cool. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you've got planned in the coming month or so. Um, so Seniors Festival is really busy. It starts in October, so on the 1st of October, which is a Sunday, I believe. Yes, um, it's a Sunday. Is um, the Seniors Festival um, day that's in Federation Square. So that's where there's lots of different stalls, performances, events, yummy food, um, things like that. But HAG has a stall that we're sharing with Fairgo for Pensioners and also the Manufactured Homeowners um, Association of Victoria. So that means there's going to be lots of different people who are volunteers or working group members at HAG, but also might have other um, jobs at different organisations like Fairgo for Pensioners and MHOA. And we're all going to be there um, with information about housing, um, how to access support, more information, things like that. Um, and also we're going to have some staff there to assist if people um, have any questions about accessing the service on that day. We also have some... Um, se- before you go on to the next one, so that's the kickoff of the Victorian Seniors Festival and it's at Fed Square, I believe. And from my understanding, there's free public transport for everybody that has a seniors card during that first week of Seniors Festival. So that includes people in regional areas as well if they want to jump on the train or the tram or the bus and come on into the festival and seek out 
the amazing hag stall. Right. Mm. I have a dumb question. Is it not Seniors Week anymore? Now it's Seniors I Festival know, and it goes for longer? That's right, yeah. Seniors Week outgrew itself. It did. Now it's it's kind of a big deal. It is, yeah. So it's it's all a Victorian government thing, but it is a good opportunity for people to get together. Mm. So that'll be cool. Yeah, so that's the beginning. Um, and then across the whole month of October, um, HAG has multiple events on. So we've got um, on October 10th, we've got um, HAG's office open day, which is going to be... Um, uh, informa- I am so scared of the phrase hag office open day. What is <laughs> happening? Um, well, it's going to be really great and you're going to love it, Shane. Mm. Um, it's going to be an information session at the start for, like, I guess, accessing affordable housing that anybody can come to, a light lunch because everybody loves gathering over food at hag. Um, and then um, if people need support on the day for linking in to get housing information or support or also um, age care support, we can do that on the day. So it's going to be a space that people can learn about the housing um, situation for older people. And then if they need support, do it all in one go because lots of people do find it overwhelming to call back. It's stressful. Making that first call is hard. Um, so the thinking is if people want to come in, see what HAG is like, see that it's got a social aspect, um, they might find some peer support. People might feel more confident accessing support because they'll have a room full of um, friendly people, staff who are there. You might have had a little yummy snack beforehand, so you feel a bit more comfortable having a you know, a serious conversation. Um, you can also, I guess, people that might have friends, because I have a lot of people mm. when we go and give information out, um, a lot of times people say, oh, I've got this friend who... It sounds just like what you've described. You know, they're in private rental, they're struggling, um, but, you know, they they don't want to reach out for help. So maybe if you have a friend like that, you could persuade them to come along and have a very low-key, no-pressure, informal chat about housing. Mm. And then if they do decide to take the next step, then people are there. Yeah, and it's like the baby steps where you might just come for the lunch the first time and then that person might, you know, something might change. They might Their housing might get more stressful. They might get a rent increase they can't afford and they might think, oh, I went to that place and I had a really nice time. I feel comfortable going back again. It might just be that first point. They might not need the help. They might not come back for actual support for like another year, but at least there's like building the trust that um, they know what the office looks like and what the people are like there who they might speak to. Yeah, I mean, I guess the other thing is um, people who have an interest in the sort of political and campaigning activities that we do might want to come in and talk to us about, you know, their ideas about what needs to change for older people's housing justice in Victoria aren't ready to commit to a working group or something like that, which is fair enough. Um, but yeah, come in, have a chat, um, see if they're on the same wavelength of, as people and maybe get more involved that way. And maybe just have a rant to someone. Mm. Sometimes Fiona I feel like that's volunteering good. as the recipient of all rants <laughs> on the open day. I'm quite happy to hear a rant or two. Um, we should say where the office is for people that don't know how to get there. It's in Ross House on Flinders Lane, right next to the city library, across the road from Brunetti's, really accessible by the station, the train station, the tram stops. Yeah, yeah. T- 247 to 251 Flinders Lane, uh, Melbourne. Yeah, so close to Flinders Street Station, right next door to the, state, uh, to the uh, Melbourne Library, not the State Library. City Library, uh, I think it's called. Yeah, Melbourne City Library. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> and uh, you can check out oldertenants.org.au for all of these details and we'll give out our phone numbers at the end of the show if you want to uh, give us a call. And what's next on the HAG agenda? Um, we've also got a few um, sessions at local at libraries. So we've got one in Narrawarren, one in Hampton Park. So that's going to be information sessions. So if you're in the neighbourhood and you want to pop down, Rebecca Cook, um, the other early intervention worker, is going to be there. Um, in the library space um, with the librarians usually and anybody who's interested. So there's some other opportunities if you want to come a bit closer to home than coming all the way into the city. 
Um, and we've also got a online retirement housing information session that's going to go for an hour, which, which is on Zoom. Um, so if you want to come along to that, you'll get to see my face and hear my voice on that forum. Um, and, and, then, and do you provide assistance for people that have never gotten Zoom before? Like yes. If, yeah. Yeah. So if you, you can sign up online, but also if you're not sure how to do that, but you'd like to join on Zoom, then you can call um, the 96547389 to talk to um, Fiona Waters, Fiona York, Rebecca Cook about <laughs> support to get online. Um, but we send out reminders beforehand with how to do that. You can um, sign into Zoom on the on, on like a video line, but also if you don't have that availability with your internet or computer, you can also do it by phone. Um, the only thing is you won't get the visuals; you'll just be getting um, like hearing me talk. So, um, if you need, I can follow up um, that session by posting out a copy of the slides if that's going to um, help you understand the sector a bit better. Cool, sounds great. And the final thing is um, Hag's fortieth anniversary quilt, which we're working on. So. There's lots of members um, who have already agreed to do um, a single patch on this quilt we're all making together that says housing for older people is a right, not a privilege. Um, HAG 40 years strong. So um, the plan for that is to, um, I guess, reference Australia's history of scrap quilting um, and political activism. And it's about connecting to, connecting people together, um, making something, and I guess showing that that's how HAG's built is lots of members from different places and areas and experiences making something together to change the system. So um, we've currently got maybe 55 out of 88 letters um, already accounted for, which is really exciting. A week ago, it was maybe 15 letters, and I thought, that's a lot for me to make when I get back. <laughs> is that just um, because Carmel agreed to do like 40 of them? Um no, there's lots of other people who have agreed to do lots, but Carmel did send me um shout out to Carmel who's um um really coming through with the goods. She, she sent me a little Is she a MHOA person? Yeah, so MHOA and also RAG. Um she's um sent me some images of what she's working on and the patterns are really beautiful. Um oh. so if you're interested in being involved, um we've got a quilting quilting bee to work on that together, which is on the uh 26th of October, which is a Thursday from 11 till 2 and we'll be doing hand quilting together to do the re leftover letters that haven't been accounted for yet and having a light afternoon tea lunchy situation. And just want to add, uh, your contribution to the quilt doesn't have to be beautiful, so don't <laughs> be intimidated by the talk of beautiful patterns. Um, uh, I was I was taught how to quilt yesterday and it can be very simple. Oh, that's good. Simple yeah. is welcome. Yeah, no, it, there's no expectation of, of um, having sewn before. It, the point of it is everybody can have a go and your work will be a part of a bigger thing and it's going to look great. Um, so if you want to come along, do it in person, you can, or if you live far away, you can also get in touch and I can send you a letter to do, and then you can post it back to us. So you can be involved even if you can't make it to the city on that day. Um, so could you tell us what Australia's radical history of scrapbooking or scrap, scrap, scrap quilting is? Um, <laughs> Shane's shaking his head, but I want to know what it you is. You made that up. That's not what That's what, said. Oh. Um, so there's a, there's, I guess there's. In terms of like settler Australian history, there's a quilt that's called the Raja quilt, which was made by convict women on the ship over here when they were um, sent from England to Australia. Um, and all these, there was a, um, a woman on the boat that I can't remember her name, but she kind of um, gathered all these women together who'd been separated from their families, and they made this scrap this scrap quilt out of 
um, you know, the clothes, rags, whatever they had on the ship with them, and they gifted it to the governor when they arrived. And it has um, a beautiful narrative around the outside about their experience of this, you know, horrific change in their lives. Lots of them were, um, I guess, arrested for like menial charges, like stealing bread for their families, kind of, um, kind of crimes, um, in inverted commas. Um, and the um, yeah, it was just meant. It was like something that really connected all these women that didn't have anybody apart from each other on this really long boat ride. Um, and also, there's obviously lots of First Nations, um, you know, quilting, um, possum skin um, coats, history of quilted processes as well. That's about connecting people to community and culture um, and history and uniting people. So I feel like it's a really yeah, it feels nice to be able to do that. So, yeah, we'd like to encourage our members to uh, be part of these impressive histories of uh, quilting and shoplifting that (laughs) (laughs) have made Australia what it is today. Petty crimes are all part of our history. (laughs) Take as many of the cakes from the um, open day home as you want. We won't tell anybody. That's right. Go sick. Um, How are we going for time, Shane? (laughs) The show? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like 12 minutes into the show. Okay, ride. good. You're, you're all right. I want to have a rant. I just don't want to overstep my ranting mark. That's Look, all. I've saved some time for you for okay, your rant. Thank Shall you. we finish up the, the Seniors Festival and then we'll, we, we can get to your rant afterwards? Okay, thanks. Or are we finished up the Seniors Festival? Well, if, if anybody wants any of the details and wants to RSVP, you can do that online on HAG's um, website, oldertenants.org.au. On the events page, they're all listed. You can sign up for them. You'll get a um, thank you for registering message and you'll also get contacted before the session to remind you it's on. Um, all the details are online, um, but also if you don't have the internet or prefer to speak on the phone, um, you can call us up. And also all the events are listed on Seniors Festival's website too. So you can just type in HAG or housing into the search bar and they'll all come up there on the Seniors Festival website along with everything else they've got going on. That's cool that we're in the program too. Yeah, we're kind of a big deal. It's pretty serious. It sounds like it. Awesome. So we're going to hear a couple of community service announcements and then we'll be back. Uh, I'm not sure if I approve of ranting on this show, <laughs> uh, but we'll see what Fiona, what Fiona 1.0 has to say. We know you love listening to 3CR. But we also know that many of you haven't downloaded the Community Radio Plus app yet. The app lets you tune in anywhere and share the station with your friends. So, show the love and share the love and search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps. Have you heard of long COVID? If you or someone you know have had COVID-19, you may still experience symptoms weeks or months later. There are many symptoms of long COVID, but the most frequent are extreme tiredness, shortness of breath, and muscle aches and joint pains. Anyone can experience long COVID, including children. You can find information in your language on the Health Translations website, healthtranslations.vic.gov.au. Just type long COVID as a keyword. A 3CR supporter.
Uh, you're still listening to Raise the Roof here on 3CR, 855 AM. It's the Housing for the Aged Action Group show. Uh, we were just talking about the Seniors Festival, and now we're going to talk a little bit about the Victorian Housing Statement. Uh, as we're recording this, it is extremely fresh. Uh, Daniel Andrews just made the Housing <laughs> Statement this morning. Uh, Fiona York likes to pretend that our shows go to air live, so she's very concerned that if she says something that's been contradicted in the week uh, between now and the air date of this episode... That will be exposed. So uh, I thought that she wanted me to expose it now, but she, now she's shaking her head like she didn't want this. No, I have never pretended that the show is live. Ah, oh, come on! <laughs> but I do like to have the show recorded close to the time of airing in case something dramatic happens, like the release of this housing statement, which has... Okay, but that happened a week ago when people are listening I to I know, this. that's what makes me worried. But anyway, what I'm going to do is just so run... So Fiona's fear, as I understand it, is that after releasing this absolute garbage statement today full of terrible things that Daniel Andrews is going to turn around before we air this next Wednesday and have some good ideas. No, I, I don't see that happening. I think that there could be some more detail that makes some of the ideas less bad. But anyway. The what detail I've, makes them worse, not better. Maybe. So regardless of that, I thought I might start with the good things <laughs> in, <laughs> in the housing statement. Um, so a couple of the good things are... One of them, on our last show, we had a discussion with Digital Rights Watch about the number of things that you get asked while doing rental applications Mm -hmm. and the insecurity of that um, information, as well as the invasive nature of a lot of the questions. So one of the good things that's in this housing statement is that rental applications will be um, standardised and they will have an, uh, have a clear idea of what they need to um, be asked during the application process. So they, if the statement says, we, the government will also limit the kind of information ag- agents or landlords can keep on file and how long they can keep it for, better protecting renters' privacy and data. So I think that's a step in the right direction, definitely. That is good. Yep, that is a good. We, get, we give that one a tick. The other thing... Um, that was mentioned in our interview last show was about the sort of sneaky ways that rental bidding occurs through the apps. So they have called out rental bidding in the statement and they're banning all types of rental bidding and they're closing the loopholes whereby people can give sort of unsolicited um, offers of making more, you know, offers of longer four weeks or eight weeks rent in advance, that sort of thing. So they're closing that loophole um, and it's going to be an offence to accept bids and introduce, they're going to introduce tougher measures for agents and landlords who break the law. Oh, what? Sorry, I'm trying not to swear, but tougher measures, wouldn't that require that there was a regulator who was going to ever, ever impose a penalty on someone? I mean, of course, all of these things require regulation and that's, you know, one of the big problems. Another good thing is banning successive fixed term rent agreements. So a lot of people have been telling us that when their fixed term tenants comes to an end, they get offered um, another lease at a higher rate. Um, and that means that although in theory the rent, is, uh, um, the rent isn't increasing, they basically have the choice of accepting the higher rent or leaving. So that is now going to be stopped um, by not allowing an uh, increase in rent for at least 12 months. Um, so that will reduce the incentives for landlords to churn through the renters by evicting them. Again, this is probably a good thing. Um, The thing that I'm not sure about whether it's good or bad, but it could be good, is a new package to support rental stress. Um, And I don't know what that exactly means, but it will be delivered through the Victorian Property Fund. Um, So, yeah, some more money for renters in rental stress is coming through this agreement as well. Great. Okay, so that was the good. 
Do you want to? Oh, hear? is there some bad? I know it's hard to believe. So there's some okay. Should we go to the okay, or should we just go straight to the? <laughs> Nobody bad? wants to hear about the okay. <laughs> okay, so the really, really bad bit, in my opinion, yeah, is that they have a, t- a, a heading called unlock surplus government land. Now, what do you think the term unlock means in this in this um, circumstance? At a guess, what do you think that could mean? Oh, if I had to guess, it would mean privatise. That's right. It means giving the government land to private developers. Um, and this means that, um, you know, because they've, they've been listening to institutional investors in the private sector about how hard it is to get government land. So they're going to give that government land to the investors. So they're going to be unlocking and rezoning surplus underused government land to deliver 9,000 homes across 45 sites. As part of this work, they will set a target of at least 10% affordable homes. So giving the land to the developers in exchange for a mere 10% of affordable housing. And affordable doesn't actually mean affordable, right? That's right. Affordable is going to be the dumb benchmark where you get like 80% of the market rent. Well, they haven't defined what it is. It'll, you, it's what it'll be. We don't know. It's what it'll be. It could be worse than that. We don't actually know. So so-called affordable housing, I mean... Government land should be government housing. It should be 100% government housing, not a measly 10%. So that is the worst thing about so far that I've read. I haven't read well, it all yet. Surely we're going to get some good news about public housing coming right up. Surely they're not going to you know, knock down all the public housing that is on government land already. Unfortunately, they're knocking down all the public housing. So <laughs> <laughs> they're calling it urban renewal. They love, they love to call it renewal when they knock things down. It means gentrification. So they're launching Australia's biggest um, urban renewal project, apparently, retiring and redeveloping all of Melbourne's 44 ageing high-rise public housing estates, starting with the Flemington, North Melbourne and Carlton, coincidentally the site of the very controversial lockdown during COVID as well. Um, so they've said that this will boost the number of social homes um, by 10%. So currently there are 10,000 people, public housing tenants, living across the 44 towers. And once they've been redeveloped, they anticipate 30,000 people will be living across those sites. But they don't anticipate it will be 30,000 social tenants, do no, they? No, it will be a mere 10% increase yet again. So we're talking about in exchange for 1,000, only 1,000 extra, 10% of 10,000. Um, and that means that in exchange for all of those so-called um, social homes being knocked over, the government is allowing developers to have 19,000 new dwellings that they can then sell at market prices. And that's at the expense of the current tenants of those sites who are all presumably going to be relocated. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the good thing about this is that um, following the really strong campaigns at places like Barrack Beacon, public tenants do have some good models and resources for how to approach a campaign to stop these things getting knocked down. And sooner or later, some of them are going to succeed. I mean, I'm not... uh, I think no one's really looked at the cost of redeveloping them to modern standards. I think a lot of them are uncomfortably hot and a lot of them are, you know, poorly maintained. And maybe there is an opportunity to improve that. But at what cost when they're going to be evicting 10,000 people? um, You can imagine how traumatic that's going to be. They've already started door knocking apparently today to let people know that this is happening. Fuck, it's good of them to... Oh, excuse me, I said a bad word on the air, didn't I? We'll take that out. I'll, I won't really take it out. You've heard worse. Um, the 
it, it, but it's also like this is a bipartisan policy that's gone for decades to yeah. deliberately run down the high rises, to deliberately neglect the housing stock. Um, with what what everyone has always said is the end goal of that, which is to say, oh, now they're so run down, we've got to get rid of them. Yeah, and having having density, housing density is a good thing in the inner cities. Absolutely support, you know, people living in places that's close to public transport and all of that sort of stuff. But if we're going to be building 30,000 new homes, why can't they be 30,000 public homes? Why do we have to give 19,000 free homes to the developers to make a buck on? It just seems to me to be an obscene waste of government land. Anyway... Should we go on to the um, okay bits or? There's no what are the, no nobody cares about the okay bits. What's an okay? Don't well, no, the forget. okay the okay bit is um, the short stay levy on Airbnb. So one of the things oh, yeah. that we've been calling for is some sort of regulation on the short term stay market, so that people um, who might want to live in longer term rentals have more options. And one of the arguments about rent caps has been, well, they're just going to move over to the Airbnb market. So the Andrews government has put um, a or is proposing a short stay levy, which is going to be seven point five percent of the revenue of. It says the platforms. I wonder if that's the Airbnb platform or if it's individuals. I'm not sure. But the revenue raised from that levy will go to Homes Victoria to build more social housing. Um, so that's good, I think. I think there probably should be some more reforms. Per capita put out a bunch of suggestions about short-term, um, short-stay reforms like taking them back in times of emergency to house people in crisis, which I'm into. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that goes far enough but it's a step in the right direction okay that was okay do you think that was okay okay to good okay that's good um one of the things that i just am not quite sure about is the keeping precincts about people and places and so one of the priority precincts that they've flagged is um footscray um parkville sunshine arden and docklands and fisherman's bend um, what that means, though, I'd say is that goodbye Braybrook public housing. So, again, um, another area of a bit of a stalwart of public housing in Victoria likely to be redeveloped as part of their new precinct program. So, yeah. Uh, they've also announced there's going to be a, some sort of new rental dispute resolution body. Sounds like absolute garbage to me. Uh, <laughs> I guess it remains to be seen what the details look like, but I just don't think the government understands at all what the problems are with dispute resolution as it exists in the form of VCAT. Um, they don't understand the problems that people have with that. They haven't listened to the many uh, groups that have told them that this sort of adversarial approach where tenants have to enforce their own rights and sort of police their own existence by dragging their landlords to a dispute resolution body every time there's a problem is the problem. Uh, so they've decided there'll be a new dispute resolution body that you can drag your landlord to and it'll have a smiley face and a, I, I don't even know. That, that's, I think that's the model. So uh, probably we'll have some more detail about that in the next few weeks and yeah. uh, I'll let Fiona rant about it some more uh, since she loves ranting so much. I do like a bit of a rant sometimes. Um, we're almost out of time. Is there any last things that you wanted to say about the housing statement? Well, not last, because we'll probably complain about this bitterly for months. Yeah, years. I think we've got plenty of time to digest and, and rant more about this. All right. Well, to wrap up, going to give out some contact information. So if you want to give us a call at HAG, um, to, because you're an older person in Victoria with a housing problem, uh, you can call us on 1300 765 178. That's 1300 765 178. 
Uh, if you want to give us a call about some of our political activities, working groups, RAG, uh, Seniors Festival, anything like that, the best number is 96547389. That's 96547389. Uh, you can check our website for details about all this stuff. That's oldattendance.org.au. You can find us on many social media platforms, uh, whatever is... We're still. about to get TikTok, by the way. Are we you, have a pretty, are you serious? pretty nice cool Instagram. There's lots of um, nice pictures of you on there, Fiona. Are we really about to get TikTok? That's yeah, we're awesome. getting TikTok. I never use TikTok, but that sounds funny. Going... I feel like I'd, I would get too obsessed with it. It would be bad for me. <laughs> um, but we're, we're really out of time. Is there any last words from either of the Fionas? No, we're both going on leave, so enjoy the time without us, Shane. Bye. What, you're going to be stuck listening to me, apparently, <laughs> for the next few weeks. I'm so sorry. Um, all right, we're going to finish up with a song by Charlie Needs Braces. This is called Pride. Uh, back in a couple of weeks. See Bye. ya. Bye. Great, 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 great grandma. How could I ever know? Keep it.